0: Welcome to another episode of Tolkien with Friends, where I, Andy, try to get over my feelings about the Hobbit movies and uh, (laughs) try to enjoy them. (laughs) Uh, Helping me on this journey today is, of course, my lovely co-host, Callie Cosplay, and we are also so excited to be joined by Mary Clay Watt, the wonderful host of That's What I'm Tolkien About. Welcome, MC. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Ooh, yay Ooh. air
1: horn noises oh, <laughs> I, love, I love that intro of like where I am trying to not hate the hobbit that, yeah, that was a honestly, rousing
2: battle cry wasn't
1: it that honestly that should have been my introduction for when I was doing the Silmarillion yeah. <laughs> just where I tried to not hate this <laughs> where I am trying to get over myself a little bit <laughs> like uh, but that's okay that's
0: alright we we're having a good time doing it right MC, I don't know about the film, but I low key don't know if I will ever really talk about
1: the film the way that you, you don't mean. need to. That's what I've d just decided. Don't tell don't tell Nubeta, but I, <laughs> I just decided that no one ever needs to read the Soul Marillion. Yeah. Unless you hate yourself. If you like really hate yourself, then go for it.
0: Just, there's just so many things. You know what I mean? Like there's parts of it that I really enjoy, but like I don't know. The just having to—it's hard to remember all those names and stuff when I don't like. I, have, I don't have an emotional connection to it in the same way.
1: Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, oh. that's also a good point. I've no read it connection. enough times
2: that I would say that I I do. So that's I good. am one of those okay. people who enjoys it a lot. But so you
1: hate yourself. Okay, good to know. That that, that
2: must be it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Psycho- <laughs> like <laughs> That's I think good. I did admit as much when I was on your podcast. I was like, I
1: read it, that's, and then I was fine. just like, let's go do it again. Nice. I'll pull, I'll pull back the the internet persona for for a minute, you know, and say that like whatever you enjoy enjoy it you know unapologetically (laughs) there's absolutely like there's no problem with people who really enjoy the Silmarillion there's no problem with people who are like the Hobbit movies are the best piece of cinema I've ever seen in my life there's nothing wrong with any of these completely wrong opinion no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but like I mean in all seriousness like I have no problem with people being you know excited about the things that excites them that yeah. being said the Silmarillion ain't for me
0: yeah and uh, that's <laughs> totally fair and, then, and there's so much of it where like like for me like I trying to read it multiple times I would get to through the Delay, the music of the Einor yeah that you know and I was like okay that's kind of fun that's kind of neat and then it's like list of names and I'm like oh no
1: <laughs> and they all have like secret like they all have like different uh special powers and i'm like i don't i don't I know. know i've lost track i've yeah. already forgotten
0: yeah i'm like i just cuz he introduces them and then he tells you a story about them and i'm like flip it flip it around my guy cuz uh yeah i don't care until they have a part <laughs> to play in this you know like yeah i can't just like you for the sake of liking you
1: i can't mhm but mm-hmm. that's alright yeah. which is which is why it was kind of fun for me to come to like do a, what th- it's that TikTok note sound the come d- do a wrap around a wrap around <laughs> like I've come all the way back now to Josh the Hobbit was saying
0: that to me all weekend. <laughs> that's so wild <laughs> oh man but yeah we're, we're coming full circle so like mc i know you've had your own journey with the hobbit and Lord oh boy Rings. have i right yes <laughs> like a publicly documented journey uh <laughs> through the for the ages um and so one thing that we're doing for this one just because you know all of our guests have you know come to some of like for some people you know the hobbit was like their intro to Middle Earth, um, book or movie wise, and um, we've all had kind of a, it come to it at different points, right? Where, mm-hmm. um, and we just have different feelings about it. So I was just going to ask, like, could you tell us more about how The Hobbit entered your life and like your general feelings about the book and the movies?
1: Sure, yeah. For those that don't know, on my podcast, it. It, it it's documenting my first experience through Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, having never uh I, I, I take the back, I had seen Fellowship of the Ring once and I had like already forgotten so much of it. Like I thought Boromir and Aragorn were one character. Um and and so like that was the extent of my knowledge. Um and so I started with The Lord of the Rings because I thought that came first. And then later, the publishers were like, hey, Jolkin, it seems people really like your stuff. Do you have a prequel in you or another story? And then he wrote The Hobbit is is what I thought happened. Um, because that's how the, mo- the Order of the Movies came out. You know, they did Lord of the Rings first and then... Right. In the Hobbit. So so that's how that's why I started I, I had a lot of people ask me, like, why did you start with Lord of the Rings and not The Hobbit? And I said, I thought that's how it came out. <laughs> and you know, the books were published. Um, yeah. So once I had finished Lord of the Rings, I started reading chapter by chapter, of The Hobbit. And then I covered the movies um, for a while, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> too, too long. Per chance. yeah yeah so we're we were talking before we officially started the the episode about how I think when you're in the middle of it when you're covering it on a podcast especially like for multiple weeks or months you're going to be more likely to hate it because you're going to be like I want to stop talking about this like I don't like my enthusiasm for this has reached its peak like a couple weeks ago but I still have to finish the story you know yeah I think think,
0: what's getting me personally through is our lovely guests and Callie you know what I mean like it's just we're just hanging out and then it's about the people right yeah Then we throw that into the so (laughs) um
1: yeah I think that's totally because I I think I also felt the same when I was getting towards like the end of it but I still had like multiple episodes to go being like I just want to stop watching these movies these are so terrible um but now that it's been um I think it's been a, well over a year since I've seen a Hobbit movie <laughs> like and it's full you know yeah and so like with that distance I'm like yeah they were fine like they weren't great but like it's a fine movie experience to be like hey friends come over we're gonna have like a nerdy movie night and we're gonna watch a hobbit movie like there's no problem with that
0: yes agree yeah it is um so like with lord of the rings it was so we did that one first too mainly because i like it more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, and like I, because I, I do love the Hobbit book. I think it is so precious and whimsical and adorable and fun. Uh, and then the the Hobbit movies came along, and and I think that it's also wrapped up in like my expectations at the time of when they were coming out and everything. Like I was so ready. I was so pumped. I was like, "Yay, more Peter and Middle Earth!" You know. Um. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, wait." It's <laughs> just the whole stuff. Like, why? why did you do this? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. be like, sir, you, can I have a moment of your time, Peter? Just uh, talk me through some of this. Yeah. Because
1: it's not. And, you know, I kind of had that expectation going into the movies, whereas I know when they were coming out, mm-hmm. it was kind of, you know, people going into the theaters being like, all right, more Peter Jackson, Tolkien movies, this is going to be as amazing you know the first time around and so i uh, knowing the fandom reception mm-hmm. going into it i think really lowered my expectations yeah. too and i was like this i'm just going to take it as you know what it is right um but i i i think it's just a really sad thing about like capitalism that <laughs> <laughs> that um they took this like the hobbit is I I would say of like Tolkien's works I I think I would say The Hobbit is my favorite mm-hmm. because it's just like it's, it's just so a nice fun. story to read you know it's nice and they took this you know two hundred fifty page book and we're like we're gonna make it nine hours long the audiobook is ten hours long mm-hmm. like that like you don't need to do that um and they did it for capitalism reasons and it turned out so bad when if they had just put effort into making this like a cohesive story in one movie, uh, I think it would have ended up a lot better and Mm -hmm. it didn't. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: think that there was like good intentions, like with including the white council stuff and Sauron, but then it was like, what I'm seeing is that they're just struggling the the dissonance between having a fun romp versus like a serious yes. prequel to lord of the rings and they are not meshing you know what i mean mm. they needed to like pick a lane and they couldn't you know like we've got naked dwarves and fountains and then we've got like um serious like sauron bits and dogador yeah. like it's just
1: like and also like the sauron bits I don't think you care about as a viewer because you know... That this, whatever story they're telling in the Hobbit movies Mm -hmm. with Sauron, you know, that's not the end of it. You know that there's more to come. So why are we going to care about this battle and this plot when we know that, like, Gandalf's not going to die? Yeah. You know, Galadriel's not going to die or whatever. You know, like, we know how it turns out. So we don't care about what we're watching. Yeah. And it's (laughs)
0: like, you know, because in the and we see in this chapter as well, when Gandalf is like i gotta go i got business in the south bye and i mean it's like there's like nods to what he's up to with that and it's like i think they could have incorporated you know what i mean like little hints but without just going full
1: sauron plot um speaking of that when so so tolkien wrote the hobbit first right um when he was writing this do you think when he's writing these parts about Gandalf being like yeah I got you know other business to attend to oh did you guys think this was my main quest no you you guys are a side quest for me this was just like a fun little way for me to spend time when Tolkien was writing this do you think he was writing it being like yeah and then he goes off and uh tries to talk with the white council about Sauron or do you think he was like nah Gandalf just fucks off because that's who Gandalf is Yeah I think OG
0: version of Gandalf he's just because especially when you look at who Gandalf is cuz I know they didn't like totally rewrite this they like tweaked things to make it <laughs> Yeah there better, was right? some but,
1: like, editing after the fact after Lord of the Rings But yeah. like
0: with most of Gandalf's stuff like he is here for a silly goose time, like for real. You know what I mean? Like the, I,
1: and that's why I love the Hobbit same. particularly because the chaotic Gandalf vibes are just immaculate. And like this chapter particularly when he's like showing up and yeah talking yes. to Bayorn, and then he's just <laughs> like slowly these like dwarves are trickling in, and he's like, oh, did I say I had five friends no i had seven yes. oh did i say seven i meant 12 <laughs> he's like well, well he, it, at first it's like you know out of
0: courtesy to Bayorn, like oh yeah like i didn't want to bother you you know then he's like i, I mean it's so smart and funny <laughs> and on top of like Like Gandalf and Bayon just peace out the second day, like nobody can see them, so they're just like hanging out with the animals. And then Gandalf comes back and he's like, "Mm, "I don't want to talk until after I've eaten." They're like, "Okay." He's like, "Mm, "I don't want to talk yet until after I've like blown all my multicolored smoke rings around the room." Yes, like he's, you know what I mean? Like he's like, he's like, Uh, "Yeah, I love it." I'm in a hurry to get to my business in the south, but I also like definitely have time to it's infuriating
1: like if you were a dwarf or if you were bilbo but like as a reader it's hilarious i love love him
0: so much and i think that that's one thing that i with the hobbit book because that was the first one that i had read and i was really just reading all of these to like be the person that could say i read them before i watched the movies right like very 11 year old me <laughs> that's mm-hmm. still me um and then but with the introducing yourself to the hobbit first i think it gives this whole other side of middle earth that is nowhere and i understand that it's like in the tolkien's like writing of everything it wasn't necessarily so middle earth isn't necessarily supposed to be a silly goose time but i love that canonically it is, right? Like, we have yeah. to accept that this is Love it. true of also the Middle-earth that ends with the Silmarillion, you know what I mean? So, and, like, the just goofiness and, like, the, the way that the elves just are a little, like, cheekier and, like, they're funny and they like to sing and they're just, like, down for a good time while also having, like, they also deal with serious stuff, but they're not like just gonna like dump that all on you you know what i mean like you're a guest you're here to have a good time and they understand that you know and same with gandalf like he isn't going to be like well bilbo i'm actually in a fight against sauron by trying to get rid of this dragon you know what i mean he's just like yeah you'll love it just
1: go (laughs) he's like you know what don't worry your pretty little head about what i'm doing don't don't you worry yeah i promise it doesn't matter (laughs) it's
0: fine it's all good enjoy stay on the path but then also like when he's leaving at the end of this chapter it's very much like he's like maybe i'll see you again maybe i won't i don't know
1: yeah um the vibes of this chapter are just so I love it. insane because on one hand it's like oh my god they're in this cute little cottage there's all these like bees and there's honey and there are these animals but that's it. also slightly creepy that like there's these animals just like walking around hanging out with them and then on the other hand every time Bayorn talks he's like yeah watch where you go because you so might rude. get killed immediately <laughs> or like in uh and then in mirkwood the amount of times that that gandalf is like yeah you might die have fun (laughs) and it's like what's happening and they're like
0: and i love that like thorin is like yeah okay very helpful like get out like if you're not coming just like leave me alone (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like uh i just i truly love this chapter and therefore have a hard time with the movie
1: oh so so this this is where um I get to tell you and less you already know in which case ignore all this, but um, in the first, the episode that I was doing for like the first section of um, Desolation of Smaug um, I had intended for it to just be like, it was like one episode on about 45 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And my guest and I accidentally talked about, how mad we were about all the Bayorn stuff being cut that I broke. Th- I had to break this episode up into two parts. And we talked about like the first like five to 10 minutes I of the movie for like an hour.
0: I get it. Cause uh, legitimately when I was trying to, cause I was trying not to make my notes too long. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's really like 30 minutes of the movie. Like they plunge into Mirkwood and I just stopped it you know because that's where the chapter ends and I was like but I was so hung up on the opening of the film that like that took up like two pages you know and I was just like tell us more Andy tell us more so (laughs) please so all right so when we last saw Bilbo Gandalf and crew in the movie they had been just been dropped off at the Carrack. They kind of skip over the iry bit, which I get. That's fine. If we're not going to have talking eagles anyway, then don't let them go to their house. Fine. Um, So they're on the Carrack, which, as we learn in the book, is a great stone hill that is kind of like plopped in the middle of uh, this river. And what I thought was cute, though, is that in the book... Um, of my ho- the copy of my Hobbit at the back, it says it calls it the Great River of Wil- Wilderland or Wilderland or whatever, however you want to say that. Um But it's it's the Anduin, which I was like, oh, oh. okay, she's got a
1: cute nickname. <laughs> 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 I mean, it it wouldn't be Tolkien yes. if
0: it It doesn't have have a a nickname you know
1: you know yeah
0: so so that is where and it's like much farther on earth than anywhere we've been um on the side of the misty mountains previously uh and it's um that's where this chapter queer lodgings starts you know as the eagles in the book take our group uh you know to the carrick and then they leave um and then they make their way down however the Desolation of Smog, the movie, starts uh, by not picking up where we left off, but by going back to the moment where Thorin and Gandalf first meet in Bree. Right.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: So, and while I love that they included this moment from the appendices, I think it's a very cool um, piece of dialogue between these two. It... They do it so dirty. <laughs>
1: so wrong and interesting interesting speak more to that because uh, i feel like for for a movie and for like the appendices just being and i had like i i've just recently read this section yeah uh where it comes across it came across to me where they just kind of like meet in you know the prancing pony or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like oh you have a problem i have a problem What a coincidence. Right.
0: (laughs) I mean, and that's kind of how it goes down, because in the book, it's really like Gandalf is on his way to the Shire after doing whatever the hell else Gandalf was up to. And Thorin uh, also was coming back uh, on his way to the Blue Mountains. They both stopped there because where else are you going to stop? Um, and run into each other and it's Thorin that goes up to Gandalf and is like you know I've been meaning to talk to you but I just didn't know how to find you so this is cool and Gandalf is like well actually I was just thinking about your business as well you know because Mm -hmm. of um, Gandalf at this point is very concerned about um, so he at this point already and we talked about this previously Callie I think when we went went through the whole timeline of like what the White Council has been up to um, throughout This uh, history uh, or this age of Middle-earth. And um, so Gandalf already fully is aware that it's Sauron, right? And he's like, okay, this guy is set to attack Rivendell as soon as he can. The only people over there that could really help are the dwarves. But they've got a dragon in their way. So I'm like, he's like grappling with what, what do I do with that? And then Thorin shows up. He's like, hey, I think you also would probably not like having that dragon there and he's like yeah so then they agree to um figure something out together we don't and it, and basically in the appendices as you know it just says it like, just like
1: cuts, it's like it's like it's like and more of these adventures happens. are told elsewhere
0: <laughs> yeah he's like you know where to find it um in the movie i mean it's like sure you've got your cute little peter cameo always eating that
1: fucking carrot carrot and right I, right and, and thorn arrives and it's and all- also a cameo from his daughter is one of the um servers in the prancing oh, pony shit. Oh, I
0: didn't yeah know that. who's I'm all
1: grown, grown, grown up, up from the from the that's upsetting um, when oh she was a child in the ah. that's, wild. Trilogy, that's wild i don't for, uh, i think she's the i think it's the server who Serves uh, Thorin, yeah. Might be a different one in the background. I can't remember. The um, the bread, cheese, and
0: Mm -hmm. what has he
1: got? Two eggs, two eggs, bread,
0: and a (laughs) I did not write that
1: down, so I do not remember. You know, like ale, bread, and cheese. I love it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, I would order that. Yeah. Uh (laughs) 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 So they, so they show up, and um, right off the bat, I hate that. I'm sorry. I hate that it's like Bree is still it. It's okay. So this is sixty years before Bilbo's hundred and eleventh birthday, right? It's sure sixty years before the events of Lord of the Rings, where things are starting to creep that way towards the Shire, where evil's starting to re. Bree should not be this like sad, creepy place. It should just be a chill-in on the road that you stop in. And yet, Thorin's got these guys in the corner, like, staring at him all. And he's like, what do I do? And then that's when Gandalf sits down. It's not Thorin approaching Gandalf eating. It's Gandalf coming in as, like, you know, help him out. You know? Um, And it's like, okay, whatever. The vibes are off, but whatever. Um, And then, of course, it's like they cannot stop talking about how movie version of the story has azog wanting to wipe out the line of doran that comes yeah. up again i hate it's,
1: it it's all really the the timeline is all over the place because like some of this it, it's like this stuff does happen as tolkien read it rid it (laughs) wrote it (laughs) um but also like it happens you know on a completely different timeline like you know like azog is killed in that i forget what it's called but like that battle where they try to take back moria Mm -hmm. you know and and so like technically like yeah azog is this big baddie that the dwarves have to contend with but it's 60 years earlier than that or you know whatever so like it's (laughs) yeah he's (laughs) dead by now i get but i don't whatever but like but could you watch a trilogy where the main uh their main like villain is bulg
0: N- no. That is the name. I'm pretty sure that's the name of his son, it right? Is. The, but he know, doesn't like, even bother to show up until later. You know what I mean? Like, even if he wanted to keep it, I just like there's too much
1: of this Azog nonsense.
0: Right. Like, it's
1: too much. It is kind of like there's and also in the Queer Lodgings episode, doesn't like Bayorn goes back and is like, yeah, I killed the Goblin King. And like that would be the equivalent of no, that would be Azog. No, I'm getting yeah. so confused. Yeah, just keep so, talking, like,
0: keep yeah. talking. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's just like, why is this Azog bullshit like still yeah. a problem? Like, a in this flash forward. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so much of it. Um, and and I, I wrote in my notes. I was like, thanks, I guess, for mentioning like uh, Thrain's ring. Um, I think that is important to mention, but. The way
1: that they've got it like thrain was wearing it during that battle and uh this is so funny i so i pulled out my notebook that i was using to take mm-hmm. notes on like this chapter in the movie when i was covering it yeah I literally i'm writing this is all wrong and then i wrote in all caps i do not care about the orcs <laughs> same <laughs> it's
0: it's it's too much like oh man um and it's like it's like whatever okay i mean there's just so much happening in this scene with like what they're talking about um not to mention that they like make up some bullshit about the arkenstone as if this is like Thorin, oh Aragorn, Mjolnir,
1: fuck or- I forgot about, uh, you're bringing up all these feelings. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I, I'm so That laid <laughs> <definitely> dormant.
2: For- <laughs> I understand. I mean,
0: it's like, I, I mean, this is one of the movies, so, yeah. like, we've reached a point where I haven't rewatched the second or the third Hobbit movies, hardly at all. So yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, what? What are you saying? Like, this whole, like, idea that they seven dwarf lords, like, swore on this Arkenstone, like, to serve oh, the king
1: so dumb because it's so inconsequential in the book it's literally like it's just pretty a thing where they're it's like it's just nice you know what i mean deal. that's what they want and and then in this one there I, I think it would have been a lot more interesting to be like we have to find out if the um like, if the fifth ring, the first dwarven ring or whatever, we have to find out if it's still, if it yeah. actually was destroyed or if it's still in Erebor somewhere. Like, maybe, like, make that the thing that yeah. they're, like, trying to find or that Thorin <sighs> thinks he has to have. It's just, like,
0: this you whole know? idea that it's, like, I also hate that, like, Gandalf is our Hobbit champion throughout all of these stories, right? He understands that defeating Sauron is not about big wins. You know, it's not about big kills. And, but, in this, it's like, oh yeah, you need all these dwarf kingdoms to come take back to fight Smaug to take back Erebor, and you know makes it out like you've got to unite the peoples. And I'm like, that is not how dwarves are. Like they, this is not how they work. Like you're making it out like Aragorn when he's like got to unite the people, the men of Middle Earth. Yeah, like, it is.
1: It is kind of coming across uh, as. Gandalf trying to you know them trying to repeat this like Aragorn plotline but with Thorin and for the dwarves when it's like no they just kind of are like dep- the dwarven people are just constantly depressed that all of their homes keep getting destroyed and, like, and the they whole just saying
0: with the war was that like that was when Thrain was like yeah we've got all of us here I mean half of us are dead but we won so we can go take back Moria and all of them were like hmm Pause, chief, that's not it's what we're about. Okay. Not a good
1: idea. I'm real tired. Not the goal here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This was like a revenge oh, yeah. thing. We're not like really invested in Moria anymore. We're gonna earn a piece and then everyone's like, oh, oh alright. Um, you know, that's just, it's just their, that's how they go. And, and it's, you know, they, they had to like kind of assess their losses at that point. You know, like they won, but they still had lost a lot of people in that war. Um, So it wasn't even like economically makes sense. And even like thinking that they're going to go take Erebor right now is just so crazy because everyone is fully aware of what Smog can do. You know what I mean? It's not a matter of like they don't think there is a way to kill him, you know, so therefore nobody has tried it. And now the and the question isn't like, oh, can we go take him out? It's like, some people are even wondering if Smog is still there. Like, Thorin is like, we don't even know if Smaug is still alive. And I'm sure Gandalf is like, I'm pretty sure. But, like, so he goes, like, the sneaky route with Bilbo. You know, somebody small and quiet who can, like, assess. Um, but even beyond all of that nonsense, the thing that I, really bothers me is when um, Thorin says to Gandalf, this is no chance meeting, is it? And Gandalf says, no, it's not. And it's like, actually... Actually, it was. <laughs> that is a, and that is like a big part of how, like, the Middle-earth works, right? Is that there... And I had this gripe before about Peter Jackson, because um, as we saw in the extended edition, I think it was Return of the King, uh, where they had Boromir, Faramir, and Denethor talking and like a flashback mm-hmm. and they make it out like Elrond is calling this meeting like oh yeah the one ring has been found and it's like no 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 like th- the reason that all of those people Legolas, Gimli, Boromir, Frodo were all there at the same time were like ha- happenstance you know what I mean they would just worked out that way because reasons you know Um, and Elrond in the book even says like you've or called here, but not called by me. Um, which I think is a big deal in, like, the metaphysics mm-hmm. of Middle-earth, and I just think that, like, it, I just think it would have been so much more satisfying if it was not this, like, making it out, like, Gandalf orchestrated this. It's like, that's not how
1: Gandalf works. He just, Gandalf is not, he not clones, that smart.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just goes with what happens, you know what I mean? Um, and so of course like there's all of that where it's like it's definitely just they just happen to be there but then later um in my version of the appendices it's like the other page just because i like the tiny one it could be on the same page for a bigger version but um there is a point where uh Gandalf is talking to Gimli and Frodo when they're Mm -hmm. in Minas Tirith together after, you know, the Battle of Pel- I mean, pretty much Sauron is defeated at that point. But he tells about how um, the war was also waged in Dale, and that Dane, who we previously talked about, was the one who actually killed Azog, um, is now the king under the mountain after Thorin. And, but he has fallen, defending the body of King Brand, who is a descendant of Bard, uh, before the gate of Erebor. And he says, yet things might have gone far otherwise and far worse. When you think of the great battle of the Pelennor, do not forget the battles in Dale and the valor of Durin's folk. Think of what mm-hmm. might have been, dragon fire and savage swords in Eriador and knight in Rivendell. There might be no queen in Gondor. We might now hope to return from the victory here only to ruin and ash. But that has been averted because I met Thorin Oakenshield one evening on the edge of Spring and Bree. A chance meeting, as we say in Middle Earth.
1: (laughs) Yes. Isn't that... like So first of all, that's all completely wild. Yeah, it's like... So the destruction of the ring and success uh, of this war is due to... Gandalf and Thorin bumping into each other so like that's wild um also uh I it's so funny to me that um it it says like you know um but let's not forget let it you know Let's not forget that there was also war waged in Dale. And it's like, okay, but Tolkien, you're the one that tucked that little detail away into the, you know, a <laughs> hundredth page of the appendices after a 1,000-page book. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the one that decided, no, people forget are not going to know about this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you want, is there somewhere. <laughs> the, the, like, the slander that Tolkien does for his own race... Is kind of outstanding to me, where it's kind of like, do you not Tolkien? You don't have to write dwarves if you don't want to. It, like <laughs> if you if you think of them as the lesser people of Middle Earth, you don't have to write. You didn't have to include them in your story. Like no one was oh. making you. <laughs> Poor dwarves. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean it's.
1: Yeah, I just it really bothered me. That's fa- that's fair. That however. It sets up no. a great comedic moment where Gandalf is like, or Thorin or whoever is like, "You're gonna need one amazing burglar," and then cut to Bilbo, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know peeking it, over the mountain. And you know, he really could have
0: said that we're gonna need a burglar anyway, but he didn't have to say this is no chance meeting, and we didn't need Bree to be so freaking creepy.
1: Yeah. It did make me think... I did expect to see Aragorn in the corner. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and it's a like, bad guy this time? No, that's Aragorn's corner me? now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Except for he's a 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, y'all y'all will have to talk about when you get to it uh, at the end of the last movie. <laughs> when I don't want to like, think about that. There's Are you Avengers talking about Legolas? He's don't. a child. I hate he's, that part. I hate Aragorn's it. a literal... Child
0: and also Legolas doesn't do that. Like that's not. They don't become buddies. Like that doesn't make sense. Like, he
1: he. Look, he and his father have a complicated relationship, so he just decided to ignore him. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so, uh, so great. So I don't. Great. I don't
0: even know what I'm gonna do when we get to Legolas. Honestly, just
1: it's explode. so. It's honestly so bonkers. It's just. <laughs> yeah I made a I made a meme um uh for like that section of the movie and it's from Emperor's New Groove where at the very end they're like on that chase and then somehow Kronk and Yzma beat them and they're like how did you get here and then Kronk pulls down the map and goes like you got me by all accounts it makes no sense (laughs) and so I made it and was like Tariel and Legolas what are you doing here and it's like by all accounts I don't know this doesn't make sense that's perfect (laughs) Uh, yeah oh gosh you it's know what else doesn't make ride. sense is that everything it, so the previous movie ended with them like i getting know away. i know Everybody. that is literally my <laughs> is next, that your next no. point.
0: yes <laughs> we're on the same page oh <laughs> Uh, because I, at first I started to write about how, like, I, I really do love this chapter. I think Bayorn's a cool character. I think it's interesting how he's got these animal friends that he chills with. And we find out that he doesn't eat animals. He just, like, lives off of, what is it, like, clotted cream and honey. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, that's my kind of guy. You know, <laughs> like, that is cool. <laughs> um, and I wrote, it's like, peak whimsy, right? And I was like, but alas, Peter... Won't let me have it. <laughs> so, um, also pacing red flag, right? So, like, oh, right. And we we cut back to the present with Bilbo, and are they, you know, walking as we we're very used to seeing group walking in Lord of the Rings and I think they did it quite well you know they made it still interesting and they're walking and it's fine sometimes there's a lull there is no lull in the Hobbit so they they get away from the e- with the eagles but then for some reason they're Aropod immediately
1: still yeah. there they're like, always being chased, chased
0: in this freaking yeah. movie man
1: <laughs> I'm like how much running do you expect them to do and like the thing is they didn't need they they no. didn't need that as an explanation for how they end up at Bayorn's house. They It could have just been them like, you know, continuing to, you know, head towards Erebor and then Gandalf is like, oh, I think we're near you know, we're nearby old friend's house or whatever you know, like. Somebody, I think
2: he calls him like, yeah,
1: all caps in
2: the
0: book, it's like, somebody lives over. (laughs) I know, I mean, and they're like, huh? And he's like, "Mm." I mean, just Mm. let Gandalf be a weirdo. Let him do it.
1: <laughs> or like even had- just let them stumble upon this house and then Gandalf is like, I know who let, lives here. Let Bilbo you know? complain about how fucking hungry he is because you know he wants to. <clears throat> let him.
0: They've not talked about any food. When was the last time we saw them eat? You know what I mean? They don't even eat in the movie at
1: Beorn's house. What a waste of honey. I'm just, oh my, my goodness. god I'm oh. so mad. <laughs> and we also got some absolutely terrible cgi bees yeah i was yeah Yeah. i
0: was like i was like you can't make up for this peter with one shitty looking bee okay because i mean how nice would it have been um to you know you have you've had like this really stressful end and then you you know cut back to our friends and they're like Walking along, like I think it would have been such a nice little break to have them walking, and you come across all these flowers. And it's like, what is this? They look planted, you know. And then you got all these bees, and then you get to like the honey, and then, um, you know, like a little bit more like it is in the book about and then Gandalf being all cryptic and silly, uh, because it's also like when they are running right? And Gandalf says, okay, we're gonna go to this place. And also, like, also makes it weird because he's, like, oh, he'll either help us or kill us. And
1: Thorin's just like, okay! (laughs) They're like, sounds (laughs) like a good risk to me, you know, like... (laughs) Why? 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 Just,
0: no need for it, right? Like, why not let Gandalf do his Gandalf thing and, like, take control of that precarious situation, right? Um, And also... Bayorn starts chasing them. Like, we don't know it's him yet, but we know it's him, right? And he's a bear. Yeah. And they shut him out of his own house. Of his own damn house! <laughs> and I'm supposed to believe that in the very next day, then they are, uh, can just slowly introduce themselves to him. Uh, it makes no he's fucking sense. He's just out chopping
2: wood. Like, there's not, like, Like, like he isn't like, what the hell are yeah. you
0: doing in my house? You know? Yeah. Like, and he's still got farm animals in his house, but he doesn't-
1: talk to him, which like okay i get and it they don't talk i, I was like where back. are the <laughs> animals walking around on their hind legs i i made a note
0: yeah yes, so cute but also like they in the design of the house when they run in there are a couple stairs and he's got like actual cows and his adorable cows with their cows and i'm like those those cows can't deal with those stairs why, why did you design this house? You know that there are animals in it, and, like, it's not just flat. Everything should be low and flat. Like, uh, okay, okay. It's, okay. it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, But I do think that, I mean, the whole, like, in trying to introduce themselves after they've already slept in his house is, like, very weird. Hmm. It's like, why bother, you know? Like, it, Like, it's at that point that they try to, like, go back to kind of how it is in the book, and I'm like, why even care at that point? You've already made Mm. it weird. Like, um, I don't even understand why Bayern wants to help them at that point. I would be like, you slept in my house, I don't even know who you are, like, get out, I'm gonna eat all of you, and then they run away again. That seems much more like what Peter would have wanted to do, just more running, more danger, for what, you know? Um... And I also think that in their attempt to try to include this thing, that, so in the book, Gandalf, it's with him introducing the dwarves slowly to him, it's much more um, clever, uh, mm. and it, it piques Beorn's interest. It makes him like interested in whatever the story is, but also... Um, doesn't make them seem like they're just like asking him for free shit and i don't know he he has like a command of the situation but in the movie gandalf is like very awkward and like nervous in front of bayorn and i'm like that is just not the vi- that's just not who gandalf would be in that city. although i did love ian mckellen's act
2: and ian mckellen's acting um yeah of that like he
0: he really portrayed
2: that very well, his nervousness and his, like... I mean, yeah. Sort of like a side of Gandalf that we don't ever really see again, I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, like... Because Gandalf is supposed to be afraid with the whole, like, f- fire and wolf situation. But, you know, we don't mm. sit with that in the same way, so we don't get to see that. So then they make him, like, afraid of Bayorn, and I'm like... I don't know. It's just weird, but maybe it's because of the horrific character design. Maybe that's what's scary. Just <laughs> fucking ridge of hair. Now. I'm just like, what is this? How would you design a bear man? Then <laughs> I just not. I think he would have hair like in that. normal places once he turned back into a man. <laughs> Okay. I don't okay. want to think about it. I'm not thinking about it. Or like it. give him like I a can. real
1: beard. Like what is this? The... Yeah. You're ch- yeah. That's. Yeah. yeah that
0: no. Was I don't think his acting was really bad. bad. I think that he pulled off like the yeah. whole Bayern like being like kind of gruff and like whatever thing. Growly. But yeah. yeah. But it's like I and I understand that like they didn't and I think that some people will think this about like why that introducing them two by two thing is different is it like they don't want to do it like in the book like just rehashing everything that they just watched which like fair but we didn't need that stupid chase scene in the beginning like we could have had Gandalf take the lead here um and like why not why not see these bees and the flowers and like how um, and kind of enjoy seeing a different part of Middle Earth that we haven't seen before that has a little bit more wonder and, like, magic about it, right? Like, a different kind. Like, with the Shire, we kind of know what that vibe is. And th- I think this is, like, more of, like, a wild version of that. Like, it's a nice place. But we don't get to enjoy it at all as the audience.
1: Yeah, they're there for, like, you're, you're there for, like, five seconds. And then they're like, okay, have fun in Mirkwood.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then they still try to shoehorn in the two-by-two two thing. So I'm like, why not just let Gandalf do it? Like, just rewrite some of his lines. Like, also, don't do the chase scene. Let them just go to Bayorn's house. Let us see his cute little ponies uh, and his bees and stuff. And then let yeah. him do his two-by-two two thing, but just make it shorter. Like, fine. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's so weird that they... If they're not going to do it at the beginning, like, why do it at all?
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely... Frustra- I think like my most of my frustration specifically like about this part of the movie because like I enjoyed the chapter so much is that going into it and being like oh okay they turned this you know 200 page book into three movies surely they included everything right. from the surely they were trying to stretch things out from the book and then they took one of the longer chapters mm-hmm. from The Hobbit and shortened it to like a two-minute scene, and I'm like, and, and then they, you know, spend such ridiculous amounts of time on other stuff that is not important. Or I, like I mean, like running I, away I mean, all, all the
2: time.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, I'm like we we, go, we cut to Dolgador for a minute, like just. Because I don't even—I didn't even really write anything down about that oh,
1: because that's I just right. don't oh, care. Like, it's the it's just... <laughs> and then, scene. um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably also a good thing that I'm not on for the. Hey, I guess sneeze. Ew. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um. The. The fact that the Desolation of Smaug does not happen in Desolation of Smaug I is know. absolutely, de- like, why would you end, why would you start a movie with one of the, like, greater climactic parts of The Hobbit? Like, why would you do that in the first 10 minutes of a movie? Like, why would that not be the climax of the desolation of smoke that's it's so it's just so frustrating to look at the source material and then look at what was laid out and be like there's so many different ways that you could have done this and so many like you spent way too much time on this part of the story and not enough time at all on this and then you cut this completely and like completely change things around when you did not need to do that like if you're gonna turn this into a nine-hour trilogy that's mm-hmm. fine but like do it in a way that you're giving yeah. attention to parts of the book that are you know uh important to like the essence of the story yeah
0: agree I I <sighs> agree I'm like at this point like there are so many things where I'm like why did you even call it the hobbit like call it Thorin and company. I don't know. Like, it's not... It's just not the same thing. Like, sure, you're, like, picking bits and pieces, but it's, like, in the way that Lord of the Rings, I feel like, really captured the vibes. This one, it's, like, it doesn't know what to do with itself with these movies. Yeah.
1: And it's it's because The Hobbit is... I think Peter Jackson was trying to make The Hobbit be like Lord of the Rings and be mm-hmm. like, it's this epic quest. And and it's like, no, actually, it's quite silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's very ridiculous. Like, and let Ian McKellen do it. He could have done,
0: I mean, they all these actors could have done it. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. could have a silly goose time and make it believable. You know what I mean? Within the context of the story and not make it be like, well, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. I know that there was like, studio challenges i know with like yeah so many things and it it just yeah. like lost control of itself but like i really wonder sometimes what it would have been like if like guillermo del toro hadn't had to walk mm-hmm. away yeah and now yeah. i kind of want to be like hey you know how you just did pinocchio and it was like stop motion and cool like do you want to just hop back over and do, <laughs> do, the, hobbit? do the hobbit yeah
1: <laughs> well i mean um All these, you know, like plans in the works for new movies. Mm -hmm. I I don't think they will, but it would be great if they like readapted the Hobbit. Yeah, I
0: feel like with the Hobbit, it's one of those where I'm like, you could readapt it like all the time, and I don't, I would never get tired of it. Do you know what Uh, I mean?
1: Although, I mean, I say that I would only. Let them remake The Hobbit if they kept Martin Freeman as Bilbo because I, yeah. he, it was just like the way that he, oh my god, I love it, it's Martin just Freeman. like such an A so plus performance. Yeah. I know, and that's, and that's and, what makes it even more frustrating. I think, yeah, like that. That was mm. another meme I made of uh, of <laughs> Sam and Frodo walking, up, Sam carrying Frodo up the mountain, except it's Martin Freeman carrying the Hobbit, the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> like (laughs) just he he absolutely crushed this role and there's uh specifically there's a scene in uh the the next part of the movie um when they're in Mirkwood Mm -hmm. and he's like he almost loses the ring for a minute and he doesn't say anything it's just like his facial expressions and you're like I felt everything you were feeling and thinking in that moment like in that like 30 seconds of just like absolutely crushes it and you're just like I I want to follow this lovable little halfling around the world. I know, I do,
0: <gasps> I truly do, and
1: yeah, and that's what
0: it's like. There are so many things that they had going for them
1: for these movies, and yeah, mm-hmm. then there were it, a lot of yeah. really excellent. There were a lot of things they did really, really well. Um, I, 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 I mean, the casting is pretty great. I feel like they pretty much the, the casting and all of the movies is really great. They did like a as bad as the CG is in some parts, Smaug is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, Smaug and Gollum look so good and everyone else is oh, kind of yeah. like mm. <laughs> They 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 blew the budget on on the dragon and the gremlin yeah. And <laughs> I love those scenes.
0: Yeah. It's like and that's the um, other thing is that it's like those are the moments. Where it's just Bilbo and like one other character, and it's it it, it works right. Mm. Like there's and it, get, but it gets lost whenever we're like constantly being like having to fight these fucking orcs and shit. It's just like I'm tired. I'm only thirty minutes into the second movie, and I am tired. Like there's just so much action all the time, and we don't ever have like a break. Because I feel like this would have been a really nice opener because then we've got Gandalf piecing out in both versions to go deal with something Mm. more serious. And if you're going to have that pick up again with like some more serious stuff, why not let us have this cute, fun moment? Yeah,
1: like have some moment of levity Mm -hmm. so that it really contrasts when they... When Gandalf leaves them at the edge of like this terrifying haunted forest you mm-hmm. know and then it's like wait no take me back to the bears and the bees and bread and butter and honey like yeah. and like <laughs> the- why
0: have Bilbo at the end of the first movie say like I feel like the worst is behind us
1: <laughs> only to be <laughs> chased somewhere? I mean like I think I think that is the you know the the dramatic irony the humor in that line is like oh yeah. babe no 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 but then it's just like why not let it be true why
0: not let him feel that way for longer than a little
1: it is it it is just really ridiculous Mm. that like the eagles pick them up and then what do they do they drop them off right at the start of where like do they drop them off like one mile ahead of where the orcs are and then they're like oh crap we're being chased by them again like it's it's really, it is really ridiculous, because it's like, I thought we literally just got away from and right. at the end of the previous movie. I thought we just, like, yes. defeated them for now, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <sighs> and yet, no. I, yeah. And, and I really would have liked to for us to get to know Bayorn, like, whether he looks like a goof or whatever, but, like, I think he's a really interesting character, like, getting to yeah. know, like how, you know, how he feels about last things. last one of his
2: kind. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's, well, and that's also an interesting point, because they make it out like that, but there was also a meeting with other bears that he had at, at night when
1: Bilbo was trying yeah, to... Yeah, he see. goes to, like, the bear meeting in the, the book. bear
2: meeting, and they're dancing <laughs> dancing bears. Why don't we get to see dancing bears oh my in the gosh. firelight?
1: It's... The... <sighs> Bayornish, it, it's just so wild. It's just such a wild story in the book where, like, he comes back in the morning and is like, yeah, I wanted to make sure that the story you guys told me was true, mm-hmm. so I went and tracked down the goblins and I took care of them. And also, would you like some bread and cheese? Yeah. And then they're like, what happened to the goblin? And they're like, come with me, I'll show you. Yeah, Let me, like let's all go out into my garden. Oh, yeah. And then like the goblin head is like on his fence post, right? Like like where the mailbox yeah. should be. Like, they- Beorn is like, like
0: we're only supposed to be scared of him what? because he's a bear, but it's like no, he is legitimately kind of scary. But if he's like on your side, on your side and you're exactly,
1: like, and so that's why I've, I got I got so much enjoyment out of Tom Bombadil mm-hmm. and I got so much enjoyment out of Beorn because it's these like very actually very powerful people. Who could easily just murder our main characters, but for some reason or another, choose not to. And they're like, I could kill you, but instead I'm going to welcome you into my home and we're going to, you know, he's hang just, out He's just, like,
0: so amused by their story. And, like, he's like, and the fact that it's true... Like, even better. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, that
1: was amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. so crazy. Yeah,
0: he's like, I never have people over, but, like, that was really good, you guys. <laughs> it's just,
1: like, like, it's just this contrast of, like, they're hanging out, they're, like, the dwarves are singing a song, the animals are bringing them, you know, bread and honey, and then Beorn's like, absolutely do not go outside. Mm. <laughs> Dangerous stuff is happening out there. Do not go outside. I know, and
0: that's another thing is it's like, we, I mean, I guess that's like why they have him just like, try to chase them into his own house. But like, it's
1: was to show, yeah, be like, this is a dangerous man, but he's choosing to right. help them. But yeah. it's also
0: like, so is Bayorn because we we see him later. So when they, he's like, sure, I'll give you some food, I'll give you some supplies. You can ride my ponies to the eaves of Merwin, and then you gotta tell him to come back. And it's like, so we know that like. When he's in bear form, maybe don't hang out with him. But then he follows them as a bear to make sure that he doesn't fuck up, you know, his ponies. And so I think that's interesting. Like, it's not like he's completely not, he's, like, not, like, a completely different person when he's a bear. You know what I mean? But it is, like, you can't hang out,
1: I guess. Like, he's, I don't know. It's, It's really interesting. I more interpreted it as, like, I don't want you to see me doing bear stuff. Mm-hmm. Not not of like a I'm not going to be able to control myself, but mm-hmm. like I'm going to be outside doing bear stuff and I don't want you to get in the way and possibly, you know, get hurt or to, you know, see me like that and then be really freaked out when you see me in human form. Yeah, that's so funny because then it's yeah. like because Bilbo notices yeah, the
0: dwarves don't and Gandalf kind of like teases, he's like... You guys, like, he's like, you need to get it together. Bilbo sees his has sharper eyes than you, you know? Um, and they're like, oh, shit. Okay.
1: Like, better get back these ponies. Um But, like, also, what a wholesome moment that he, like, follows them to make sure that he gets his ponies. Literal
0: <laughs> papa bear.
1: Like, I wouldn't even uh, want to fuck with his bees. You know what I mean? I wouldn't
0: even want to no. swat at him.
1: You know, I'd just be like <laughs> Sting me, I guess. <laughs> it's just so, and also like uh, you know, bears, you know, it, it's a real you know, it's a real life actually I don't know if it's a real life thing. It's a thing that like in pop culture in like movies and yeah. stuff, it's like, ooh, bears eat honey and stuff. Um and so like that's a really cute little thing for Tolkien to play off of of being like well what if this bear man was friends with bees mm-hmm. and yeah like and he like does not eat other animals and I just think that's so
0: I mean like it's obviously real bears definitely do but he's yeah like, something else going on where he doesn't
1: he doesn't have to it's I think so, that's so cool it's so fat I just uh, it's so fascinating to me it's such a fat but like like similar to how they cut Tom Bombadil out of the movies Mm -hmm. I do kind of also understand why they would trim all of this down because it is kind of like a a complete break off from the story to be like yeah we were just being you know chased by goblins and wargs and we were just flying on eagles and then now we're gonna like take a little break and uh, have, yeah, you Yeah, know, I don't think it needed cheese. to be,
0: like, maybe they don't have the bread and cheese, but I think that they could have walked up and it'd be, and it have, like, a very different feeling of a place. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we know that Peter can do that. Like, when we walk into Rohan, like, the music changes, like, the, you know, we have a very distinct sense of place whenever we move throughout Middle-earth otherwise. Sure. And yet, yeah. Bayorn doesn't get yeah. that, even though it's, like, I just think it would have been so nice um plus especially right before we go to Merkwood, where it's like much more yeah stressful and dangerous. yeah i
1: think they they definitely could have you know found a happy medium mm-hmm. of like having like the happy the the whimsy the whimsical vibes of Bayorn and incorporating that into the movie and, oh, no. you know, you don't, that doesn't mean that you have to spend, you know, 30 minutes at Bayorn's house. No. You know? Like, you can still, you know, you can still have it be, like, 10 minutes long. But, like, at least, you know, put in some of those story elements that were from the chapter.
0: Yeah. Um, just give us a break from these fucking orcs. It's just not. <laughs> it's just, please. I know we don't care. Yeah. But, and then we go to yeah. Dogador for a second, and it's like, all right, uh... I don't even care. Why? I don't well, even the care. Shadowy,
2: shadowy
0: yeah. thing
2: giving orders. Thanks, <laughs> at
0: a cover back. But I just, I don't. I mean, and then it's like Aslaug's like, "Oh, I gotta lead your armies," but I really wanted Thorin's head, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. Everybody gonna die. Everything <laughs> will die." <laughs> and so then he's like, "Bolg, can you hunt down my?" And, and it's, I just feel like the whole conflict between them is
1: so overblown. I'm like, it is not that big it deal. Is, I don't care at all about these, like, dynamics of the orcs Mm-mm. and how they function and how they're, or- like, if you had never shown me, like, you don't need to show the orcs planning mm-hmm. to then explain like why they show up later in the movie because like it's just implied that like whatever you, you know and found out an, like whatever antagonists your characters are fighting against it's just kind of implied that like they're going to keep running into them I don't need to see the mechanics of like how did they plan out you know, finding them again or how you know who did they assign the the leadership to to keep tracking them and like i i you i don't care about any of it (laughs) no no Uh, like you never once at any point thought hmm i wonder what the orcs motivations were yeah and it's like i mean i didn't mind complicated
0: I know. And I didn't mind, like, the whole bit with, like, Radagast going to Dolgador and being like, ooh, spooky shit going down. But then it's, I'm like, I don't think we need to go back there for this, especially when you have, like, Beorn literally it's a, so in the movie um, we've got Beorn, you know, agreeing to help them. Sure, sure, sure. And he's the one that brings up the sorcerer uh, that lives at Dolgador or the Necromancer, as we refer to him a lot in the book um and I I feel like that makes sense like he lives around there like he's probably been seeing some shit I think that's fine for him to be like Gandalf what is you said you're a wizard what's the dealio um and you know Gandalf kind of uh gives the Saruman what Saruman has said and he's like okay but what do you think but then they get interrupted um and I think that's interesting like because they're going I'm fine with movie Gandalf not realizing that it's Sauron at this point I know that we know in the book like from all the other stuff we talked about like Gandalf in the book knows um and he's been pushing the white council this whole time to to go after um Sauron but Sauron's like no it's fine um so but I I, I'm fine with like Bayorn bringing this up um because then it's like okay then we're kind of like making we could we could have used this time to like instead of being like stressful, stressful, stressful at, like, break, and then pick it back up again, like, okay, Merkwood's really spooky, um, Gandalf is worried, you know, not just about their little adventure, but, like, what else is going on in the world, I feel like that's true to Gandalf, either way you spin it, you know, he's always worried about everything else, you know, um, and I do like that they have Bilbo ask, that because in the book he definitely asks like is there no way like around this creepy ass Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um and in the book Gandalf is like oh, I'm ashamed at you like and he's like no I'm not
1: he's, he's kind away. of back yeah he's like I'm not he's like he- you want to like if you guys want to succeed in your quest at all then yeah you have to go through it. and he's like i just meant if there was another way around the f- like literally is there another way right yeah like like, like don't read into that too much sir Um like, unnecessary you're abandoning us yeah i don't need your sass yeah you know? he's like
0: i'm just you know, I'm stressed.
1: Uh, and
0: Gandalf, in both versions, essentially responds like, either gonna go 200 miles north out of your way or twice that south. Uh, and at, in the movie with this, he's like looking around the entrance of Mirkwood and he's obviously thinking about Dolgador and he even hears Galadriel. And at first it's kind of like stuff we've heard Galadriel say before, but then she tells him to go to the tombs in the north, um, you know, where... The Witch King is supposedly buried, and we've also talked about this before that there is that is also kind of an asinine idea because like there should there's nobody to bury for the Witch King. True, yeah. How? And on what what are you what are you imagining happened the last time you fought him with like the whole Angmar stuff and Ariador?
1: Like mm, He just Goes away. <laughs> it doesn't die. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's not. That that's so true. I never thought about that. Of like, there there weren't like literal tombs for them to you know bury. Also, why would you bury? a naz school i would i would be like no we're burning we're putting that thing on, a, it on, on fire a, yeah. yeah we're burning that shit to the ground <laughs> yeah we're gonna make sure there like, isn't
0: nothing left but the thing is exactly. there's already nothing left because exactly. he's a naz school like that's yeah. that's how
1: the ring works for them um and it it is so uh it, it's so dumb that gandalf is like Did you get this impression that, like, he was planning to go with them to the forest until he gets the little whispering? he says, don't go into Erebor without me. And I'm like, what are you
0: talking about? You're supposed to be like, bye, suckas, and go do your thing. Like,
1: yeah, he was very much like, oh... I am concerned actually. Right so I, I changed my mind. Yeah. something's come up. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah, and they're like, "What?" Like he just Excuse got an me? urgent text message from Galadriel, and he's gotta go.
0: <laughs> like, like really? Yeah. <sighs> but they and they do this in fellowship too. They make it out like Gandalf is gonna meet Frodo at Bree, but then he misses it, you know. But Gandalf was never gonna meet Frodo at Bree. He was just like, "Go that way." Make your way to Rivendell. You know what I mean? Like it was always gonna be Rivendell. It wasn't gonna be Bree. Um, but Peter loves to make it out like Gandalf is along for the whole ride, but he he's a busy man. He's got other stuff on his to-do list. And I do like in the book how he gives G- Bilbo like his vote of confidence. He's like, You've got Bilbo here.
1: You'll be fine. It's so it's so funny I love it. it's like there are so many notes of like the dwarves looked visibly distressed at the news that Gandalf was leaving them and then it's like hey don't worry you also have Bilbo and then it's like they looked even more distressed (laughs) and it's like (laughs) it's so mean they're so mean to Bilbo like even is this halfway no we're not like halfway into the book yet are we um but like it's pretty far into the story and they're still so mean to him i know
0: (laughs) he he has to prove himself a lot to Um, these guys
1: yeah that's another thing is like they okay never mind never mind i'm just gonna be going into more rants It's okay. like do it Man, Well, it's just like it, it does kind of feel like Bilbo constantly having to prove himself and be like, see, I can hang. Yeah. I'm cool. And then like they immediately forget about that five seconds later and they're like, "Ugh, the Hobbit's the still worst. here. And it's like, That's did hard. I not just have like this whole heroic moment where I, I know. you know, stood I feel up like, and saved Thorin? Like By
0: the end of this, Bilbo has to be like the parent with like a bunch of kids right? Mm-hmm. Like, when he gets them to Erebor finally, like, I mean, not only does he help them escape from the uh, Thranduil's cave thingy, is I don't even know if you want to call it, like... I don't even know what you want to call that. Castle? Not really. I don't know. Realm. Um, yeah. He, they get, he gets them out of there and, you know, helps them in so many ways, right? And then by the time they get to the door... Um, where they're looking for uh with the you know the secret entrance to the side mm-hmm. of the mountain and then he, Bilbo's like this is your thing how do you not know how to find your own door and they're like, well what do you think we're supposed like they they start going to Bilbo like how are we supposed to do this what are we supposed to do now and Bilbo's like this isn't even my
1: thing it's uh- like I was just. I, I was brought along. I don't know what's happening. And even with
0: like, the whole... Gandalf isn't jump. here. Yeah, like, but,
1: but but he steps
0: up every time. He's like, I gotta do, like... Oh, you know? And it, it just... It, it never becomes, like, the dwarves appreciating him so much as just, like, they accept that he is going to help them because Bilbo yeah. can't help himself.
1: You know what I mean? It's giving, um being the person in your group project Mm -hmm. to do the most work yeah (laughs) like
0: yeah I I mean even when it becomes the time Mm -hmm. with like Thorin kind of losing it and obsessing over the Arkenstone and Bilbo (sighs) is like I'm just going to give it to those guys.
1: They're all like, hey, Bilbo, you want to go talk to him? And he's like, no. Yeah. He's evil <laughs> right evil. now. <laughs> I mean, you know, like that,
0: making <laughs> that voice, awesome. like taking his toy away. I mean, he, he's giving dad vibes, you know, like, no, you are going to listen to these guys. And I'm going to take your shiny thing because you're being a jerk. Um, <sighs> Poor Bilbo. But that's the other thing that like with the whole taking Bilbo out of like the center of the story all of with like the movie all mm-hmm. of that it just doesn't yeah. hit as hard.
1: It's not yeah with it not being centered around Bilbo and he's kind of like a side character almost in his own story. Yeah. Yeah. It depresses me. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. just another like w- like wonderful like bit of humor. It is the amount of times that Gandalf and Beorn say in this chapter, don't go off the path. Yes. And then it's kind yeah. of like, you don't even have to read the next chapter you to know. know that they're going to go off that the path, go off you path. know? <laughs> like they are giving them really explicit extru- instructions. Yes. And they like, it's literally, Gandalf is literally like walking away, waving to them saying, and remember, don't go off the path. And then, like, events transpire of and they course. go off the path. Oh,
0: yeah! <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. I'm looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I um, I was m- reminded. It's a. I say this all the time. Um, I say make good choices, and I'm specifically quoting Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. and it's when Jamie Lee Curtis is dropping off um Lindsay Lohan, like her daughter, and she goes make good choices, and that's like what Gandalf is telling the dwarves Literally. And, and Bilbo. They're like, he's like, make good choices, but like even a joke. Like <laughs> narrate voice. They did not make yeah. good choices.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they uh, they get so fucking grumpy in Merkwood. Um, they're so mad at each other. And I'm
1: like, this isn't helping anything. So great. But that's
0: the power of Merkwood. I know. <laughs>
1: um, yeah.
0: I mean, with uh Bilbo um asking about how they can get around and of course like in the movie like we just talked about Gandalf is like he doesn't like explain anything um but what I do like is in the book you know we don't talk about the necromancer like he is just a throwaway like it's a problem you know um and he but he does tell bilbo he's like okay like if you go north you got a orc problem if you go south you are way too close to dolgador and you you just he's like i don't even have to tell you how bad that is and i'm like oh that's interesting like this is something that even bilbo is somewhat familiar with and i realized when i was like flipping through my notes and everything that like just a couple pages before Gandalf has already like emphasized that he has business in the south and then it's not until this point that he says oh yeah the necromancers in the south and it's not a good deal I'm like but nobody is like oh
1: are you yeah no (laughs) one's really connecting yeah the dots he's just they're just kind of like okay that's wow what a weird thing that you're also going to attend to business in the south like, hmm.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, he's all very cryptic about it. But then I'm like,
1: hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and again, it's like you know, when he was writing this, did Tolkien be like, yeah? And then he goes off and fights the Dark Lord Sauron, or was he like, nah? He just he needed a break. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't blame him. Do you These think- guys are a handful. So before Tolkien wrote anything else he writes the Hobbit. Um do you think he was just like yeah and then Gandalf lies to them and says I have business to attend to and leaves them to deal with everything on their own? You know, or do you think or do you think he genuinely was like no and Gandalf has business to attend to that I will fill in the gaps later? Yeah, um, I feel like or was he, he- I just, it's
0: it's interesting thing about Gandalf, Hobbit version of Gandalf, right? Because yeah. he is he is a silly goose, like we talked about how like he this is red wine, Gandalf, and not tea, just tea. Thank you, Gandalf, anymore. Uh, right? Um, and, yeah, and he's always down for like his smoke rings and stuff, and, and it, but it's also interesting, like in the previous chapter with um out of the frying pan, he was literally psyching himself up to die to save the dwarves with like jumping out of the tree with like like a thunderbolt kind of situation. And it it hints that, I mean Tolkien the narrator uh says that he would not have made it, uh, but he would have taken some orcs and stuff out with him. So it's like he is much more reckless, I feel like. I and mean, he mm. reckless in fellowship with like the whole Moria thing and Aragorn being like, dude, don't go in there and Gandalf's like it's fine you know like I think there is this um but this is kind of like impromptu like reckless streak about Gandalf and I feel like thinking about all of that and then him having to go deal with something I I bet it's I think I'm sure that he did imagine Gandalf going on, like whether it was the necromancer in fact or not, I feel like he probably was like, this was my vacay and now I have to go actual do wizard stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but it, it is kind of interesting to think about like, at the inception, was it the necromancer? I mean, maybe it was. But was it? would it have been more of, like, an actual battle situation or, like, a duel situation? Cause, and it's funny because, like, if we do think of it in context of the White Council, and Gandalf iterates in this chapter how he's already late, and I'm like, how do you... Like, are they waiting for you somewhere? Like, there's no texting. Like, did you... Does here go tell Galadriel that you're running a few days behind? Like, how do, how does that work? How do you plan to evict uh, a sorcerer from a fortress in a creepy forest you know like how do you how do you where do you meet like just outside or Florian, is that where we meet up before we go i don't know i don't know this is where my brain goes when yeah prompted <laughs> Just send a quick text. I mean, I know that they're implying. that. I mean, we know that gladriel and Getalt <laughs> yeah, like, can
1: just. Now we know. Ever, you know, we know what we know now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about
2: the uh, moth system, though. You know, of
0: course, right, the moth, the moth system, system, right? Can you imagine him being like, pff, pff, and then like a uh, hawk or something comes and is just like, pff. no,
2: <laughs>
0: The moth system Very has flaws. Messenger system. I know. Yeah, it's got yeah. flaws. I know it worked for a little bit, but there's it's got some holes in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see, like, because I don't truly remember. Like, I know, like, we're gonna get more Elrond and Galadriel and Christopher Lee Saruman uh, for the Dolgador stuff. I don't remember how they exactly make it play. Oh out. man,
1: um, I remember it vividly. Oh great. It's- i just there's this just one image i have of it's galadriel and she turns into the ring um, samara yeah yeah from the ring like she legitimately it looks like they copy and pasted it onto i don't understand um, that cape planchette that's upsetting yeah
0: yep i also i do vaguely remember that she walks into dolgadour without wearing any shoes
1: yeah it's um yeah, and then she sure. just like deadlifts gandalf
0: yeah
2: planky gandalf though gandalf is planking oh
1: my god it's it's like quite uh i'm already tired because <laughs> you well, know, that's not until that's not until that's not, uh, not the next movie yeah so
0: but I am sad that we don't get more bees and honey in this. Yeah. I could have yeah. gone for that. Talking animals. Yeah. Movie, yeah. They refuse to let animals talk in these movies. Like, you know.
1: He's like, no, these are very distinguished films. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's very the, the book, serious.
0: It's like... too silly. But I'm still oh, I yes. truly feel a little bit traumatized by those the dwarves being naked in that fountain in Ruby. You
2: mention it every episode. I'm, I'm really
0: worried about you, Andy.
2: I wasn't there. <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean like we're trying to be like, like we have these moments of like it's almost too silly and then it, mm-hmm. and then it has to be like mm-hmm. so serious the rest of the time I'm like no no stop please don't do this like I don't know <sighs> it's all over the place and this was just sometimes I feel like there are, have been other sections of a movie with more redeeming Moments. This one, I was just kind of I was just kind of bored low key with like the movie. Because I and I love mm-hmm. I really like this chapter. I think it's really interesting and
1: fun, but I was just kind of like I don't need it, you know? Yeah, it's eventually it just kind of came to a point watching the movie where it's like, why include this at all? Yeah. If you're going to, you know, if you're not going to you know hit hit the beats that the book hits with this chapter and if you're just gonna like rush through it then like just skip it just cut it out entirely you know like make it your have them be run have them be you know being chased into mirkwood or something if that's the if that's what you want to do you know um supposedly there's a lot more of Bayorn in the extended edition of this movie which I have not seen. So Okay. That's just all well, conjecture that's that I hear. That's what we're
0: watching. So, so we'll see. I've never watched Oh, you're the- watching. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, okay then. We're, we're watching I've the extended,
0: but I've never watched them before. So Yeah, there's just moments where I'm like, "What?"
1: <laughs> I'm like, "What is this?" Um so we'll see. Okay. If yeah, so like then, that. okay, so then based on what you were talking about, then there, there really isn't that much. Because I just was going off of the uh, theatrical edition. Yeah. Which is just, like, absurd. I know.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I kind of regret doing the extended, because then there's
1: more, but also... I see. I just I had such a I had like such a fucking fight with so many people about extended versus theatrical when I was doing Lord of the Rings mm. movies, and uh, because and so many people got all uppity because I did I, I watched the theatrical and I was covering the theatrical and sure. I did have separate episodes on the extended editions, but people were still like, it's either extended or nothing. Oh, and I was yeah, just like, yeah. no, no, it's not. Because like, if it's extended or nothing, then they would have released that version into theaters. Right. Like that is not the version that and won the are, Oscars,
0: you know? Right. I mean,
1: low key, like, there,
0: there are things that are like, as far as a movie experience that are better about the theatrical Like I saw the theatrical ones recently when I went to that um, concert thing at Radio Mm -hmm. City,
1: and I was like, "Oh, I mean, this is nice. Like, this is pretty good movie." (laughs) Yeah, like it's like people really make it out to be like, "Oh, well, everything that they cut from the extended editions ruins the movies." Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, "No, not really." And so I just had nice things to that they include, but that's like
0: there's some things where I'm like. "Mm -hmm." It's
1: okay. Yeah. It's okay. So I just, when I when it got time to cover the Hobbit movies, I just had no desire to rehash that same argument. And so I was like, I'll watch the theatrical editions, and if I'm, like, really enjoying it, then I'll maybe go into the extended mm. editions. And guess what? I really was not enjoying it, so I did not do yeah. the extended editions. Yeah, I think the you know? reason,
0: so, I mean, obviously we did, for the purposes of, like, a book like, chapter-by-chapter chapter comparison, mm-hmm. like, what we're doing, like, for Lord of the Rings, I knew, like, Mouth of Sauron is... Uh, Mouth of Sauron is a great example, I think, because it's good. Oh, my it's God. Good, that,
1: that is one part from the extended editions that it's, like, that's a really good scene. that.
0: And it's, like, it's, it's kind of interesting that that's, like, totally not there, and, like...
1: I think they... I, I came to the conclusion, I'm like, they just had to have cut that part because he straight-up decapitates him, you know, and that must have been... They must have had to cut it for rating purposes, I like I bet Probably. they and same with um how uh, Sauron dies mm. at the beginning of Return of the King uh, in the extended edition, which was cut from more the Christopher theatrical Lee theatrical edition as well. Yeah, like those are very cool scenes, but I feel like if they had been included in the theatrical cut, it would have had to be R.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't disagree, but the for our purposes, like we obviously want to talk about Mouth of Sauron. And he, right. he's yeah. there, but yeah. he's not, you know. So like um
1: You wanna look at everything yeah. that's being presented. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's kind of the same philosophy with this, but it's also like, uh, why? Why is there so much Hobbit movie? Because, um, like, sometimes it is fun. Like, I really like getting into the appendices. I think that that's, like, some interesting um, tidbits back there. Like, when we were talking about the war with the dwarves and the orcs um, in the Battle of Moria, the first time it was mentioned, I was like, you know, at first, uh, when that scene is just presented in the movie, I'm like, wow, why is there suddenly this like, crazy battle with, like, so many people? And it's like, no, I mean, it really was, like... A ton of people at the mm-hmm. battle and that died and um, fought. So I was like, okay, I'll give that one to you, Peter. You know what I mean. And but then, but there's like the Dolgador stuff. It's like they're kind of now. That's like really stretched because there's not a lot of information about.
1: Yeah, you know, that there. There are ways to tell this story, and there are ways to not. Mm-hmm. And this was not the preferred way of telling it. I think for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. I it's just and it's it's so sad and I know that some people I know that a lot of people really do enjoy them and I think that's wonderful uh they're obviously weren't made for me per specifically <laughs> you know mm. what I mean like they're it's like that's all right I missed that boat um because I just wanted them to be something else and I just I love Bilbo so much that I really wanted him to be you know at the center. Of all of this. And obviously that is not the route. That they chose to go down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know. It is what it is. And they're fun to just like have on. Um, but it it is like. I mean. I it, It's tough. It's tough. I'll admit it. I've admitted it. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of. If there's anything else. That we wanted to talk about um but i mean basically this one ends the same way that the the chapter ends where i mm-hmm. stopped it as far as like them plunging into the forest and then that's like the last line of that chapter so we're gonna get to see flies and spiders next time which is full-on Merkwood, which i think will be fun um callie mc is there any other moments of here or any silver linings that i missed <laughs> help <laughs>
1: Um, I don't think so. Cause this is definitely, like I said, it's, it, it's one of my favorite chapters from the Hobbit. And so yeah. I was just like really disappointed to see that they had completely annihilated it mm-hmm. when they were adapting it into the movie. So it, I, I, I can't even say like, oh, well, at least they included this part from the chapter, or at least they did this, or at least they did that. Cause I, uh, th- they didn't, they didn't. So yeah. Uh, it was just like bummer all around. <laughs> I think the only the only thing I really love about like the opening part of this movie, you know, the first like thirty minutes or so, it is that setup for you know Gandalf saying like, "Well, we're going to need to find a burglar," mm-hmm. and then cut to Bilbo, <laughs> and it's like, "Ha! Isn't that funny?" Because like that's what they came up with, Bilbo. Yeah. Um. And and I would say that's that's the silver lining for me. <laughs> Fair.
0: Uh, yeah. I do think, I was like, I knew they were going to do that. Like, I didn't even remember that opening. And I was like, as soon as yeah. I was like, as soon as they made it about stealing the Arkenstone, I was like, all right.
1: Instead of like, hey, maybe let's find a way to defeat this dragon so that Sauron can't use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they could have gone into, well, we're going to need a burglar, right. and then, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to, yeah. Ah, I think they poor <laughs> They really chose to focus on, like, the wrong thing of Erebor. Yeah, I mean, the
0: whole narrative around them needing a home, you know, and wanting to go back. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's like this. I mean, sure, whatever. Okay, fine. But it's like, this is a money deal. Let's just be clear. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're like it Mad really. like, that dragon is sitting on top of all my family's money, and I want it. It really comes across like that, yeah. You know, I guess that's... I mean, maybe audiences at a movie theater don't want to see that. Don't want to just see, like... And, and sure. So, like, fine. But then when it's like you're giving this arc <laughs> down, like... It's like so... There's just so much going on. You know? And it's...
1: Um, it's just it's just a lot, and I'm tired. <laughs> well, don't get too tired because you just started this movie. I know, I know.
0: This is why we do it every two weeks instead of every week this time around. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
0: Callie, I feel like I need you to tell you. You said you're on ap- what unapologetically positive for this. <laughs> I need it right yeah. now. Yeah. So.
2: All right, let me think, let me think. So, no, <laughs> Bjorn was my favorite, was, was my favorite chapter. I enjoyed the rereading mm-hmm. of it, again, immensely. Um, I was very sad that there were no talking animals in the movie, but we shan't have talking animals in the movie. Yeah. Um, part of what, I, I, what the movie did do really well was in the storytelling when Gandalf is starting off with, oh, my companion and I. Oh, our little group, and but Bjorn is sharp, and he is catching on to every like all of those details. And he's like, "Do you call three a group? Do you call six a troop? Do you call twelve, you know, a company?" Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really liked that they did they did mimic that in in the movies because it does show that Bjorn's not just like some sort of sleepy animalistic bear man, but he's he's sharp, like he's with it, and he's like listening mm-hmm. to that story. And he, he's catching on and and so i i i enjoyed that i enjoyed that
0: yeah i do think that um i did not look up the actor's name but who was playing bayorn like they i think they did a really good job like that was uh as far as like capturing his he's like gruff and like not super friendly but he's smart and he you know he's even, like, throwing in that line about, like, he doesn't think that dwarves care about anybody that they see as lesser than themselves, you know? Like, it's, I don't really... I think that's maybe a little harsh, but um, it does show, like, Beorn and how he's got this connection to his little animals. Um, I kind of wish I would. we could have seen him interact more, even if they aren't going to talk, like rather than just him holding the mouse like we've got all these holding the mouse (laughs) yeah um you know he's got his ponies he's got his cows there's goats like everybody's just chilling um so i think that could have been nice to and even if it's not like a pat on the head or something like how would another animal like like how would you treat them as equals you know what i mean and not like your pet Mm. I don't know. There could have there there's so many there's so many opportunities in this scene for like some interesting uh storytelling moments. And, but I think Bayarn did do a good job. I think the way that, you know, he delivers his lines and everything is like I don't think that there's anything really about him besides like and maybe my like character design wise, but like the way that he acts and stuff, like it's pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something nice. <laughs> and obviously, like, I mean, truly, when I rewatched these during the pandemic, the theatrical versions, um, I was like, I do not like what is happening, but I do like watching Ian McKellen and Martin Freeman, whatever they're doing. I don't even care mm-hmm. if it's like nonsense. I just like them. I'm just like, yeah, get it, Gandalf. Get it, Bilbo. <laughs> um, so they're a delight. I think it's interesting how they like have started to sprinkle in these moments of like Bilbo messing with the ring because he doesn't say that mm. in here ever, Uh not really. I mean, he will later, but like at this point, he doesn't really talk about that. But I think it's um probably important for them to kind of sh- nod to him wanting, to yeah, it.
1: yeah, because when he was you know originally writing the hobbit he was like oh yeah it's just a silly ring mm-hmm. and then later he's like never mind yeah <laughs> it's actually the worst possible thing that he could he could have found <laughs> so you know boring. obviously that that's what you know how ha- the perks of like creating a hobbit adaptation after everything else has been written is that you can take that information and you know sprinkle it in even if like even though the hobbit is not about like the ring taking over Mm -hmm. bilbo's you know tendencies and stuff you can still you know like sprinkle it in there for you know foreshadowing Mm -hmm. and and set things up yeah i'm always i know that we know that bilbo keeps a hold of
0: this ring for a really long time before giving it to frodo but it's just like fascinating to me that he always just has it loose in his pocket
1: yeah it's so crazy
0: (laughs) i'm just like wow i would have lost this thing long time ago
1: (laughs) like yeah good actually uh that you're that reminds me there's a tic tac idea i keep meaning to to make so uh, of just like if i had the ring and it's just like repeated video clips of me dropping it based on the (laughs) amount of times that i drop my phone yeah (laughs) if i had the ring it would be it would be like this is broken, and it's like, we didn't need to take it to Mordor. Just give it to Mary Clay, and she'll just, like, accidentally drop it a million times every day, and it'll just break eventually.
0: <laughs> it would just, like, Problem roll solved. under somewhere and be like, I can't get to it. I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have lost a lot of things. There's, like, so many things in this apartment where I'm like, I know that's... I set that down somewhere, but where is it now? Yeah. Like... My new glasses that I bought. I bought the exact same glasses. I don't know where I put them. I don't know where I put them. (laughs) (laughs) All I remember is putting them in my backpack after picking them up. Like, I tried them on, and I was like, ooh, these are maybe too good, so I'll try them on this weekend and, like, wear them around the house before I have to do anything. And I put them in my backpack, and now I don't know where they are.
1: Yeah. That happens. Yeah. It happens.
0: There's. They're in this house, though. For sure. For
1: sure. That's always comforting. Yeah, to be like, <laughs> I know it's in here. Some. Okay. For example, when I was moving into this apartment, I was. Uh, I had a, a set of salt and pepper shakers that are squirrels. Oh. <laughs> and they're just from the dollar store, <laughs> um. Which, I was given at a hobbit themed party and the birthday and the birthday person wrapped up mathems to give to people oh that's so funny (laughs) and mine was these salt these squirrel salt and pepper shakers from the dollar store anyway and so i like pack them up and i'm unpacking everything and i'm like I only have one where did this other I wouldn't have just packed up one one of the squirrels and so I'm like where is this other squirrel shaker I it it has to be like I've I've been in here now since July yeah and I have not come across it but I'm really I feel like I will find it when I am packing up to move out of here again That's how it it's is. Just, it's got to be around here somewhere. I don't know. Where. I know. Because there's I like, wouldn't have packed up just one of them. Right? You would have been like, "Where's?" Mm. It's so yeah, so odd.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that just confirms that we could never have any of the rings of power. They'd be like, "I'd be like, oh yeah, that I put it. I put it somewhere safe for
1: sure, for sure."
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm not sure where, though. Like, oh, is that going to be You a wanted that back? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should have told me that yeah. before. I- I'm sure that it is safe.
0: Does that comfort you? No, you need me to find it now. Oh, uh... <laughs> I can't help you, Gandalf. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. Callie, you know where all your rings and trinkets are. I was just like, I'm just going to be quiet during this discussion because I'm... One out of three okay. okay.
1: It's okay. I'm quite good with all my person. stuff and I know where everything is all the time. I, th- I feel like <laughs> There's I nothing to, to be, be ashamed of. Yeah. A- it's just- about being a responsible human being. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I think that's great. At least one of us here is... Good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah it's just like those things if I don't use it that much or you know Mm -hmm. yikes anyway well I think that is definitely all that we can say about queer lodgings Mm -hmm. and the first 30 minutes of Uh, rest in peace (laughs) we have made our feelings abundantly clear
1: yeah I think uh
0: you know it's a better look next time uh maybe
1: (laughs) yeah with that um oh shoot i was gonna say yeah maybe people maybe just go watch the animated hobbit from the 70s instead yeah but they also cut out queer lodgings uh, in that movie can't win i just got sad all over Fair again can't remembering win. that
0: okay well but you know we always this have is fun the book. <laughs> he's there with all his bee friends in the book so yeah uh, if you have not read it, I highly recommend, highly recommend the book for this chapter. Um, and of course, next time we'll be diving into Mirkwood with flies and spiders. Uh, before we let you go, MC, I just want to give you this chance to remind people how to find you on the interwebs and of course to subscribe to That's What I'm Talking About.
1: Woo! Um, When, do you know yet when this will be coming out? okay so there's a good chance that by the time this episode has come out I'm actually no longer making that's what I'm talking about really
0: well if they haven't they can like if they haven't but yeah you can still uh catch up
1: on yeah you can still go back and listen to everything but I will have a new project coming up later this year probably launching in the fall and that's about like all I can speak to it at this point because and it's not like, ooh, she's keeping secrets. It's like, no, I I just need to plan it. <laughs> that's,
2: that's it. <laughs> that's fair. Uh,
1: we're, we're like, I have now shared just about every piece of information that <laughs> I, love it. I know. So everyone, we all know the same thing now. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty much wrapped up my journey with tolkien and i will be coming back to that's what i'm talking about whenever there are new seasons of rings of power or um, war of the Rohirrim, perchance oh my gosh yes i am actually really excited about Me that too. Baby, because Me too. Uh, i just recently read the appendices and then that's where you know you read the the history of Rohan, and then it's like, oh my God, there was this king named Helm Hammerhand, and he punched a guy to death. Oh no! <laughs> like, it's wild. <laughs> I know. I hope he's they're so prepared. metal. I hope he's so metal. I know. I
0: hope that the with the you know the anime style that they're going for that they'll really like go for it. You know, like don't. It, I'm really.
1: I'm kind of like. I'm fascinated to see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's also fine being like, yeah, there are like these little points in like Rohan history that we're going to use to like create a larger narrative, yeah. you know? So I'm interested to see what that'll turn out to be. I'm interested to see what all these other, you know, movies will be that they're talking about making. Um. So I, my like journey with Tolkien is never going to come to an end, I think. Right. But, uh it, it has for now <laughs> um true. but so if you yeah i've not setting, listened yet
0: where yeah, so you
1: can can they go right i didn't even say anything about that yeah you can listen to that's what i'm talking about wherever you get podcasts uh apple and spotify all the jazz and you can follow the podcast on social media at talking about pod
0: and MC do you want people to follow you as a
1: Oh sure. Um yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter at MC WhatsApp and on Instagram at MC turned down for watch. Oh, and I'm also on TikTok at MC Wait, what? At MC WhatsApp.
2: <laughs> Perfect. All right. MC what's up?
1: Too many handles, I know. you know. I am just I'm ready to go off the internet for a while. I totally get it.
0: Um I mean it's it's great when it's it's, it's great when it's great and it's not when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but our yeah. listeners i think are pretty cool pretty cool people um uh, mm-hmm. whenever they you come are from you are it. all amazing yeah so if they find you i think you'll have a good time yes yeah, yeah definitely cool so be sure to go follow mc on all those places um if you don't already follow us That's upsetting. Uh, We're on on Twitter and Instagram. You can just search Tolkien with friends. Um, On Twitter, it's just Tolkien friends because the width didn't fit. Uh, And you can also support us on Patreon. There are no tiers. Um, It's just pay whatever you want. You know, even as little as a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can contribute. And then you get access to um, episodes early. Sometimes you definitely get my horrible handwritten notes that you can decipher uh, all on your own. We'll do occasional live streams, um, Q and A's and just hang out. So follow us over there as well. It's just patreon.com slash with friends. Um, thanks again to MC and Callie for being here and, uh, you know, struggling along with me with these Hobbit movies and we will see you very soon.